Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Adam. It's good to see you. Okay, good to see you. A little stressed, but I'm okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Been a hell of a week. Imagine you're overcommitted uh, eight ways from Sunday. Yeah. You know, you promise things in advance and things have a way of happening, coming, coming due. It's, it's, it's like hard to say no to something when it feels meaningful, even yeah. though like I probably really should, especially if like there's already meaningful things, like better to have fewer and like, it's hard to say. Like sometimes it's actually it like good things happen from like the mess and the chaos and like the cross fertilization and yeah and and but uh, yeah I know <laughs> I know exactly what you mean yeah the, the art of life is something uh, I'm, I'm still refining <laughs> oh seriously it's uh, you know maybe maybe the human brain will have to evolve to uh, to uh uh manage the complex the increasing complexity because there is really is an increasing complexity you know if if we deal with people uh face to face who who we know our neighbor our neighbor neighborly colleagues friends people who we phys come in physical contact with but now we come in phys in, in contact through um, the the uh, internet and through um, Zoom and and through uh, the these networking systems that we there are many many more people who we interact with. It really is more complex than just being um, uh, you know relating to people who we see face to face every day who we are physically contact with. Because, you know, the electronic contact, it just um, magnifies the number of the number of contacts we can each have. And then there's interaction among them. And it's really, I mean, it is, it's uh, inevitably increased complexity in life. And, you know, maybe, maybe you know, it's hard to deal with it. Uh, but, you know, maybe if our brains evolve if the human brain evolves to deal with it uh, you know it, it'll be dealing with greater complexity For better and worse i wonder at what price like we were talking before some about like you know maybe our, our more rhythmic ancestors like what were they like and what are we like compared to them and but like i wonder like with this greater complexity like like, like I'll, I'll watch like on a variety of levels like one like would that actually exacerbate the problem or with, with advantages of being think, like arrhythmic with respect I, to each I, other okay it's an interesting way ourselves. of putting it i i know what you mean uh, because it's the rhythm of the interaction so uh the the rhythm i mean it's really it, it really looks like a, a metaphor of the eeg because the the uh, if there is more interaction, for example, I mean, there's literally more interaction now with having you know going going through COVID uh, with the 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 um, development of 
Zoom, for example. I mean, that's really, it's, it's becoming very, very important in our lives. And what that does is that we have our interaction with our face-to-face -face colleagues, you know, who we physically interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. And in between those interactions, we have the electronic meetings. So it's really more interactions per unit time with humans than before the electronic um, meetings could could occur. Like if I tried to so, do the zip file so, of like your schedule, it would be a bigger file. No, like it would be, it would, no, it would, it, it would, it would be more, well, bigger in the sense of more uh, elements per unit time. Yeah. So in, in the anal analogy with the EEG, it would be a high frequency, low amplitude, as opposed to a low frequency, high amplitude. That's the trade-off. So when it's only interact, only person-to-person -person physical interaction, we have maybe a fewer interactions per unit time, but they're more lengthy. So it's like a, a, a higher amplitude wave. If each you person, can go, you can go deeper each, with greater if, power. Exactly. If each greater interaction, power, if each interaction, coupling. if each, each interaction is a wave, then uh, if you have more time for the interaction, the wave has a higher amplitude. But if you if you uh, have a physical interaction and then you say, well, I have to uh, I have to have a hard stop at eleven o'clock because I have another interaction. That means that the the depth of the interaction, the 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 depth, uh, which is a function of the length of time, for uh, to to spend, um, you know, you could say the quality of the time is is improves. But of course, sure. But the the amount of time spent is has a function, and so the quality may or may or not be improved like if you well, know it, it may or may not like, be, but it if could. you have this there's like a time sensitivity it's like hey, we're going to make this count but also if you right. know like you have this stopping point your ability to like get the presence going that could also be that could yeah it yeah. could be that could it could um <laughs> right it could be so but uh because we're complex but the the uh you know for uh so on the average probably i would say that the the depth of the interaction is more superficial if if there if if there's a shorter period of time to interact then the the uh the amplitude of the wave is is lower so the the frequency of the wave is higher but the amplitude is lower with with more and more interaction with more and more interactions per unit time it's like the high it's like the arousal uh, EEG with a, a relatively high frequency, low amplitude. Whereas when when uh, it's only physical, personal, face to face interaction, it's by definition uh, takes a longer time and a lot higher I, bandwidth too. A higher bandwidth, yeah. With so, more signal, not just more bandwidth, but more diverse interactions of the signal. More so like more diverse interactions. I get like the bandwidth of like your micro expressions and I'm picking them up. Like I, I what I'll do is I'll take yeah. your face and I zoom in on the screen to get your eyes close to the camera. But yeah. it's still like there's still like a latency there. And so like the feedback loops aren't quite as tight as like they could be. 
you know? Right. Yeah. So something that's so, coming to mind actually, it's in, um, like analogies with, um, well, sex, but also meditation. Like, like people will say, like, you know, it's not just like longer sits. Like they're they're potentially like qualitatively different from like shorter sessions. It's like there's this period of time where it's just sort of like settling into a regime, and also maybe like the knowledge. But like there's a there's a period, and you're like getting this evolution of, of greater coherence building. Um, but you don't get there like necessarily with five minutes. Like that yep. only be if like you're like a, a master, which I am not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, a, a psychiatrist friend of mine once said that the most important moment in the in a session is the comment that the patient makes as they're walking out the door at the end of the session. I'm sorry, we have five minutes left. <laughs> and there's going to be a difference so, between a, a 15 minute med check and an hour session. Yeah. But I mean, but but what you're saying about the bandwidth, uh, in a sense, it could be that the all the stuff that occurred during the 45 minute session uh, led up to the moment of walking out the door and, you know, turning back and making a last comment as as the person leaves. But so the, the 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 significance of that comment could be even though it happened in the last three seconds, it could be mm. uh, dependent on how long the session was and how deep it got. So you're creating this like bottleneck and like this like synergy, like you're like by putting the pressure on it, you basically it, potentially it, induce like this like insight the, that you wouldn't the get essence. otherwise. You yeah. extract, you, you squeeze out the essence. The, the, the espresso <laughs> of the session, yeah, the heart of the bean. Yeah, right, right. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. The thought, uh, another thoughts coming to mind in terms of like um, sweet spots and trade offs. Um, this might be an analogy too far, but there's some interesting um, measures that people think are associated with consciousness of these complexity measures, where you'll take basically the EEG cap and then you'll do like a TMS pulse. And then you'll look at the, um, basically the complexity, the, the zip file size of the evoked waveform. And the idea is like, there's like, this has some relation to arousal or consciousness level. And like, so what they'll, they found, um, uh, Tononi and uh, Haglucci, I forget his name, but there's like a cutoff point that's pretty good where above this level, the person's like awake and moving around and below this level, they're unresponsive or comatose. And it can do between like, uh, REM sleep and dreamless sleep, but there seems to be basically the size of the evoked zip file. Um, it see when you perturb the system at a locus, and then what percolates out from there. That seems to have some level, but the to bring it around, um, I guess I'm wondering in terms of like degrees of coherence and like some of the models we were discussing earlier were like, you're bringing up like um, th this hierarchy, this building as we move out of sleep into wakefulness of um, oscillations of their, their overall power when measured appears less, but they're, they're having this greater complexity within. It's still the same phenomenon of these coupled oscillators, 
But as you move from delta to theta to alpha to beta to gamma, you're getting this greater like combinatorics building up. But the I guess I'm wondering like is there like sweet spots of complexity or what are the sweet spots of complexity where you can get like both the power and the informativeness, like together, I, I think, like, a, like I think, a meaningfulness. Yeah, I think it's the moment at which uh, the say the uh, uh, you know if the with the idea if the theta and the alpha uh, systems come into have uh, say have a a moment of uh, of uh, concurrence of simultaneity, then that could be a sweet spot where because mm. uh, at the, the transition, you know, model, at, the at, at the transition, at the transit, yeah, mm. exactly. At the transition, it's like the the feeling of you know <laughs> taking the car analogy again. You know, if you're if you're uh, going, you, you you accelerate in first gear. And then when you hit, say, 15 miles an hour, you slide the shift into second gear without the clutch. It's that moment of um, synchrony between first and second gears, where they're different gears, but there's a moment when they're synchronized, and then you can slide between them. You slide readily between them. So this should be the greatest flexibility in the mind. Because and, and maybe be, yeah, in theory, maybe you're getting what, this synergy between yeah. the broader integrative structures, like almost right. like carrier waves. So, so you, within them, you're getting also the so higher order complexity. You get a you get a you get a synthesis the, between the yeah. with the with between the lower drive and the upper uh, computation. You know, if if we if we're saying that the the slower wave is more uh, more based on the physical plant the the physical plant activity of the body and and the the higher frequencies are more involved in the uh uh, uh planning or the con the the, the uh, mm -hmm. uh memory functions and and uh um associations that that uh at the point where they're they they mesh and you can slide between the two of them and they become equivalent at a moment there's a moment of equivalence that's a moment of uh maybe you're feeling good and you have a brilliant and you have a great idea and and the, the, it feels or, or it's a, it's a it's an insight maybe it's an insight uh, an aha moment they should come more readily you might be able to draw on intuition so you're getting these like pulses of like organismic need or satisfaction which had their own associates, their own right. memory. Right. Then you have this other, like, faster evolving, immediate coupling with the world, either right, right, in reality yeah. or fic or like fictitiously, like planning. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and these being able to interface and cross. That's, up and, and that's more form. power because that's when the two, when you have two systems synchronized, it's really, really additive. They're not. They're not f functioning separately. They're. They're. It's. It's. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a synergy, even multiplicative in a way, and, like, and it could be multiplicative. Yeah, well, the common here a and synergy. The that's what here. I mean. That's yeah, what it's syner that synergy. That's what synergy means. Uh, it means that the uh, uh, the the uh, is that 
uh, is that a synergistic effect of hormones is when the effect of the two hormones is greater than the effect of either hormone alone. It's a synergistic, like estrogen and progesterone synergizes with estrogen and it produces a stronger effect and uh, growth, for example, of the, of the uterus, uh, of, of behavior that then either estrogen or progesterone alone. So the, 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 the whole is greater, the new whole is greater than the sum of the two parts. You know, I'm going to insult some people, but I, I feel like sometimes philosophers would do better to learn a little bit more biology because then when they discuss <laughs> things like, is there top-down causation? It's like, well, the synergy you're describing is like, like, is it real that you're getting like at these different levels, these different patterns unfolding and that they can have these synergistic interactions? Like, well, if that's not real, what is real? Like it, it's like uh, th th you said different patterns of bolding. Do you mean in, uh, oh, in the fMRI, sir? Oh, no, oh, I, um, I, I was garbling my words. A, a different patterns uh, um, unfolding. Oh, unfolding. So like the, like the different like 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 the you could say like you know is well you could say like well it's all just like neural neural interactions. It's like yes, but when they're organized differently on different levels, those are different. It's qualitatively different. It's qualitatively different. It's a these are. These are when real you merge, when you merge two different yeah. types of, I mean, the, the different you, you could say that the different waves, the different frequencies, I mean, delta, alpha, theta, gamma, they represent different brain functions. And when the two, when, when you get two of them at the same frequency and they merge, that means you're merging two different brain systems into one and they're indistinguishable or they become a you they be, it's it's like it becomes a new dimension it's it's just like you can see you can see something out of one eye you see something out of two eye at the other eye when, but when you put and it I together doubt. it's more than it's more than just the sum of those two eyes it's a you see depth because you get it, it's a unique um, it's a it's a unique experience you you can't you can't even though you know we we think that it, it seems like we see depth with one eye but that's because we have experience with what we're looking at and uh and but if if you if you uh get a situation where you you where experience is irrelevant that you've never seen anything like this before and this is an experiment i mean my colleague uh, alan gilchrist does this all the time with he puts uh, objects uh, close and far, and he, by by changing the lighting, intentionally changing the lighting to make it seem like they're not in the places where they are. You know, by 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 illuminating the the distant cube more than the than the near cube, it looks like the distant cube is closer. And if you and he adjusts it intentionally to show that if you hold if you look at it with one eye, you say they're both in the same place. They're both equally distant from my eye. And then you look at it the, with the other eye only, and you say, "Yeah, they're both they're both um, uh, at the same at the same depth at the same distance from my eye." And then you open your eyes, your two eyes, and you see that one of them is much farther away than the other, and but the, the other the, the distant one is is illuminated more. So now we see the we see we have new information, 
by, by using two eyes where we didn't get that information by using one eye or the other eye only. So that's, that's where the, the experience really makes the, 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 the experience. I mean, you know, if I look out the window and I see, I see a bush, you know, uh, uh, against, uh, you know, over there and then a, a tree uh, 20 feet away, I know that the bush is closer than the tree if I look with one eye or two, because I've been seeing it all the time. But if I don't have that information, and if it's intentionally fooled, like what he does in his apparatus, then you really don't, you really don't have the information. You really don't, you, you really only see two-dimensionally with one eye and you really only see two-dimensionally with the other eye. But when you open both eyes, you see, some, you get new information. And that is, uh, that's what, I think that's what happens when you have, when you synchronize uh, say the delta with the with the alpha, or, or or the theta with the alpha, when you bring in two different, it's like two different eyes. All of a sudden, you see something different because you're bringing two different brain systems together. They're they're unit. They become one, and that it's different from one or the other. So I have a, a pet hypothesis that could be wrong. Um, it's, it's pretty wild, but I'm wondering whether um, all cross-modal integration is of that synergistic character, and if some of them are almost like quasi-synesthetic, uh, where it's like they get mixed together. Like you were talking before, actually, about this hierarchy of body maps, going from like S1 to S2, and you're losing some of like the point-to-point -point fidelity of the pixels, but then you're getting this multimodality. And one of the things I'm wondering is whether by the time we get to phenomenality or experience in this multi, this, like we're actually, it's, people have said like, you know, all experience has different degrees of like synesthetic quality, where it's like they're, they're, they're confused, the different senses to, to varying degrees. But the, the thing I'm wondering is like, so let's say we're talking about, um, I'm wondering if the interoceptive modalities potentially, um, they get especially infused into things in a synesthetic way, like coloring them yes. because they're yeah. so unlocal, their, their maps are so like, where are we? And so they end up kind of like getting baked in like, like, like a synesthetic gloss. I'm wondering like how much of depth is actually an interoceptive sense? How much of color is actually like this sort of interoceptive infusion or, or, or well, even like I, the phenomenology uh, of will, like oh, strain I, in your okay, body. Okay, I, I, I think I can answer, I, I, can, I think I can answer that in but It doesn't sound too way. crazy on its face. No, 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 it's, okay. I don't think it's crazy. No, no, and I think I actually have an answer to that. Yes. Uh, that, <laughs> no, I because I, I've thought about this. I've thought about this um, and uh, I, I think that, um, first of all, I think there is, uh, talking about, particularly talking about vision and feeling and a gut feeling, that, that in particular, um, the, the um, uh, and, and this is speaking from um, my uh, experience years ago with marijuana um, that I've had a few of those um, that that uh, if I if I if I close my eyes 
I, I, and I took my pulse, then I see a flashing light in time with my pulse. And that means that, and this is an experiment that I think would really be do, uh, uh, in, interesting to do um, in, a, in a functional MRI um, when marijuana becomes legal in, in New Jersey, um, that I would predict that uh, if you look at the visual cortex, that under marijuana, the visual cortex would show activation in time with the heartbeat. Because I think there would be visual input that, that, the, that the heartbeat is, is a visceral input and it interacts with the, with the visual cortex. We're not usually, we're not normally aware of it, but it interacts. So it's, it's kind of a model of visceral interaction with the visual cortex. Now, to get to your example, and what my explanation is, is that if, if you have, if you look at something with one eye and you look at it with the, with the other eye, and then you look at it with two eyes, with the two eyes, you're getting a stronger, you're getting um, uh, summation in some parts of the visual cortex. You're getting summation of the two inputs, for, I mean, for the two eye inputs, you're getting summation. So at some place in the visual cortex, there's greater act, there's a greater intensity of activation that, that uh, there's greater activation of, there's a greater uh, uh, synchrony of input, a summation of input. This and is convergence that is, of the data stream. It's convergence, and, and that is a more intense input than from one eye or the other. And with that intense uh, input, that can sensitize some of the visceral, some of the visual neurons. And to the extent that there's ongoing visceral input, there's an opportunity for the, the visceral input to, um, to activate a neuron that has been sensitized by the dual input from the two eyes. So somewhere in the visual system, there is a converge, all of, now the, vis, the visceral input was, was affecting that particular neuron all the time at a low level, sub-threshold. And then you have uh, one eye coming in, one eye input coming to that neuron, and it's also sub-threshold. Then you have the other eye coming into that neuron, and now the three inputs are enough to trigger that neuron. And that neuron suddenly respond is, is an association between visual and visceral input. And that is, that is a, um, that's why sometimes uh, with, with marijuana, I, I felt that um, I could feel what I'm seeing and I could see what I'm feeling. What I'm feeling is, you know, I'm, I, I, if, I, if I see, look out the window and I see a tree and a, and a garage and, uh, and a fence, I can feel uh, a, 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 a sort of some feeling up, you know, in one place and another feeling in another place and another feeling in another place as if those images are inside me and I'm, I'm, 
I'm being tickled a little bit by those by the tree that the I'm being tickled inside by the the tree and the garage and the fence and they're in different places in me could be very adaptive because you're both having this bi-directionality where what you're seeing can drive the feeling exactly but what you're and feeling can drive the feeling. exactly and so now exactly. your attention is moving around based on the salience for you based exactly on, and exactly is, and and you know if it if it's an some emotional situation then you know our physical plant responds to the the what the, our con, 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 conceptualizing what the situation is that's you're already cognitive. structuring it by the affordance for you by like what it means like right you're exactly. already like but is this a hunger our, situation our, an anger situation you're already like not just paying attention but in your body like your action you're feel, readiness you're, you're feeling it because your own your your autonomic system is reacting in some corresponding way to to what you are you know you, you, i mean somebody insults you and you get pissed off your body reacts to that in your own way whatever you know all the experience that you had of being insulted in the past or feeling humiliated or or you know um uh downplay downsized or or you know uh, minimized diminished in some way or you know intimidated what, whatever it is there's a memory you you have a memory of that and and that memory is has it has an influence on the your autonomic response and your autonomic response has an influence on your memory and uh so you know you <clears throat> we feel what we're experiencing there are feelings uh, to the extent that we're aware of our feelings that's one thing you know a lot it's possible to not be aware of them <clears throat> we can pay attention to them. And I think marijuana um, amplifies our awareness of our feelings, the guts, the, the feelings inside. I wonder if part of the places of integration, so I, I want to look at, I guess, degrees of correlation or like functional connectivity or um, between the precuneus and maybe the anterior insula. Like I'm wondering whether. Oh yeah, that's probably very important. I'm wondering because if like this binocular integrative could it be um, yeah. maybe especially likely to occur? I don't know if this is the case along midline structures. Maybe back to like this like aphastic coupling and like the electrical oh. field. Like could that be play a role in the bi? Could that play a role in the integration? Like if you put them in the posterior midline. <laughs> Well, you know, that's it's interesting you bring up the, the, the idea of midline because midline uh, is by definition a closer interaction that because it's it's, it's faster. The lengths. It's faster. It's 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 a it's a closer interaction than the than the limbs, than the out, outsides. So the, the you know the the mouth, the digestive system, the anus, the genitals, they're all um, unpaired. As opposed to the limbs, which are paired, but they're paired in the sense of, you know, the left half and the right half, and they form a a, a, a circle, you know, a, 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 or a tube. Uh, so uh, that it by because of the the mere fact of uh, of speed of connection between the two sides, the left and the right, oh, it's much faster in up. the midline. Hold up. So now you're making me wonder, like. Again, so before we were talking about like the the dam or the mother licking, doing the anal genital licking of the pup to yeah. like bootstrap the pattern generators. Yeah. To what degree, uh, at this higher level of body maps, does like this 
maybe the greater unity of these tube structures, does that help you to basically learn your body as a unified object to a greater degree? Like probably, yeah. So like, probably. like I mean, the it's more primitive. The anus, it's the, the more primitive. You know, the limbs are more yeah. highly uh, evolved. Like fish, uh, you know, eels. Uh, you know the the the, uh, the the simplest vertebrates, uh, just with a notochord. You know, uh, I mean, they're they're just a tube, and from the tube evolves the the limbs and the brain and the so, head. So, so it's like I was thinking, like you know, in general, like, oh, the body maps—they're so integrated. Snake. Like you do the jumping jacks; it's all correlated. But in terms of like both the tightness of the correlation. Mm. And like the smoothness of the signal, and maybe yeah. even like the bandwidth and the degree of like connection to neuromodulators. Simplicity. Yeah, you're not going to do better than your like the tube, your inner tubes. The tube. That's right. It's the inner tube is the is the is this, is is a starting point. It's the fun. It's the basic. It's it's the it's the the fountain the fountain. It's the foundation. Yeah. So to achieve AGI, we need to give them uh, rectums. To achieve artificial general intelligence, we need to give them genitals and rectums. This is what What, you're saying. The the, the computers? Yeah, for them to learn a sense of their own body as a unified object. It might be helpful to give Uh, them an interesting structure. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. I joke, but I wonder, like, to what degree do you need homeostasis at the Uh, core? And to what degree is this, like, part of it? And we kind of blush. But actually, that's what biology does. These are the. It's a, it's a, it's the it's the beginning. I mean, it, you know, it starts out uh, if if the if the if a if a structure is going to function, uh, uh, it's it has to have some uh, fundamental. Um, so it has to have some fundamental characteristics. It has to. Uh, it, I mean, if if in order for something to 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 uh, exist and persist it has to uh it, it and, and and for it to be active and to exist it has to have an energy input source and it has to be able to acquire the energy otherwise it's just a plant but if it's a if it's a if it's an active <laughs> if it's an active some something or other it has to have a way of uh, obtaining energy to uh, maintain itself so the the maintenance of energy um it it's an input and an output i mean and if it's if if the the energy is just sunlight then uh it's a plant it doesn't have to go anywhere but if it's if it's um, if it's motile, if it's going to move and get energy, which will en- enable it to get may- maybe theoretically more energy input than a plant, because it could it could it could absorb protein. If, I mean, if it's if the stru- if it's made of protein, and it has to build itself out of protein, then it has to obtain protein. So it can't just sit there and get sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it has to go out maybe some help with some help from some fungi and bacteria but yeah you're still it has to get other protein and then absorb it and take what it can from it but then get rid of the uh what what it doesn't use and then it has to get more of it and that so that's the ingestion and the uh, metabolism and then as it gets larger 
the energy has to be distributed to the components of it. So you need a circulatory system and you need something to deliver the, the energy to the, 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 these uh, distributed proteins. So that's a, that's a pump. So you get the heart. So the, in, the input, the ingestion and the, and the, and the circulation is, is uh, those are the two first uh, essentials. And then uh, if you, if you if, if, as the proteins get more and more distributed, farther and farther away from the bloodstream, you need to have some way of, of bringing more energy than, uh, and that, you know, then the increasing energy is, is with uh, oxygen, uh, you know, oxygen, uh, uh, oxygen taken out of the, out of the, uh, the energy source. And that is more, it's an efficient way. So you need some way of bringing the oxygen in. So first it can be through the environment, just like sharks in, and, and fish in water, they get the oxygen out of the, out of the, out of the water. They, they, so the, the, in, in, I mean, in the fish, the ingestion is the same as respiration. They, they respire through ingesting the water. They get the, the so that's coupled the, to the movement with it's coupled to the, the system having the, the flux going through it and yeah so I mean it's it, respiration respiration starts out as ingestion and then it gets modified uh, when coming out of the you know the the the, the best way of getting the energy the, uh, the the most efficient way is in the water because that takes less energy than on the land and you know just moving through the water can even float through the water and, and get debris and other other proteins out there. But then if you have to start going after it, then you need movement. And that starts getting more and more complicated. Uh, and but it's it, it, it's an investment, you know, it's it's like a uh, the an opportunity arises, you know, you start out with just a, a simple thing of getting getting energy. And then, you know, if it starts it should happen to move, then then uh, you know it. There's an advantage to moving, and it can move through water, sort of float through water. The advantage is that by floating through water, you get you you bring more opportunities for for obtaining for for coming in contact with energy other energy sources like plankton or something, or or the other plants, and and that uh, builds the the. Uh, the end that builds itself so now you have uh, a, a a stronger movement but the, but as it gets bigger a new set of challenges but now you have a new challenge you have to you have to a new niche has been constructed a new set of affordances yeah. has opened up and now yeah. this is the thing you're now adapting to which then yeah. opens up a new thing right exactly it keeps going like that so you know the so but at the, the heart of it though it's these fundamentals of life management of an active system and what might place you like right at the center of the whole thing throughout is both what in what um, what allowed you to do that niche, what you needed for that niche, and then also what other mechanisms interface with got built on top of. It could be that there's these like unified structures for being an active eating respiring system. Well, I I I wouldn't say unified structures, but there there are. Um... Uh, demand there are there is a unified uh, n n uh, requirement there's a, a, a unified in the sense of 
um, of a a a, a phys physically required there's the physical requirement, and it can be solved in various ways. So let so, me say something unified, more tightly coupled. Could I say that? So so I guess that one of the things I'm pushing towards is this idea. Um, so like it kind of became fashionable in cognitive science for different reasons to say like there are no homunculi. Don't try to put like any sort of like unified like representation in like brain and mind. But I'm wondering whether basically aspects of the unity of the body provide unity for the mind. Um, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't have one without the other. I want to lure you. You can't have you can't have you can't have an organized mind if you don't have an organized body. Because our mind is built on our body. It's, it's, that's, a, that's another level. I mean, you could even say it's a requirement. Just like, just like if you have a large mass of protein, if you want to keep it, if, uh, keep it going, I mean, keep it, ma maintain it and not have it degenerate, you need, to, you need to get energy to it. And there are various ways of getting energy to it. You could get energy to it by... Uh, by 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 having just a thin membrane exposed to the environment where you know you can have a large large area thin area membrane which is which is you know that you could grow the membrane uh larger and larger but as long as it's a you know a unicellular membrane you could grow that that would be a way of of getting more energy into the system and and it keeps getting bigger because because there's more and more energy and as it gets out as it as it as as the plate uh enlarges um it it, it just absorbs more energy like a biofilm but or something a biofilm like, yeah. right by but the time we're the sponge so we're already tubifying okay that's <laughs> one strategy but yeah. another strategy is that you know it it starts out as a clump and if it's a clump you have to get energy into the various parts of the three-dimensional clump rather so than two-dimensional rather than a two-dimensional biofilm so we have a clump you have to get something some way of distributing the energy to them if they're gonna if it's gonna maintain a clump and if you do then the clump gets bigger and as it gets bigger look if this is your if this is what you want to do if this is the i mean if this is a successful you you have a, a small clump you you have a you have a way of getting energy to it if that works the clump gets bigger and if, if it gets bigger, it has a demand. So you have to have a better, uh, 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 you know, if you if you have a better distribution system, then the clump keeps getting bigger. And as you know, if it works, it 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 creates its own demand. And if the demand is satisfied in a in a in an effective way, it keeps going. That's I mean that's, and then it just gets more. So the more, clump so you might want to then hollow out potentially or squeeze yeah. into a tube shape yeah because and then you because, might want to exactly because shape, then... because if you have a clump you have a clump and you you make it you know it, it make it into a more like a membrane then that makes it more efficient to absorb the the protein so it becomes a a, a, a hole i mean it becomes a a, a an empty sphere because uh, you know because it's more like a membrane but it's also more like a solid and then then you could have it as a tube because that makes it even more efficient because then you have an input and an output. So, you know, it, uh, and, and if, if it works, then it keeps going. So some things I want to add to our list. So one would be, so there's two things I want to add at the moment. 
one would be uh, more deeply exploring these potential parallels between evolution and development. Um, the, the, yeah. way, the way in which absolutely um, you're getting this that's, recapitulation. That's how I teach neuroscience. I, and, te I teach it yeah. as as the evolution starting with, with with the embryo and then show how the embryo i mean it's an old biological expression uh, ontogeny, ontogeny recapitulates phylogeny i want to go into that some more and then yeah. the other thing i want to get into is in addition is basically oh um, it's 11 unfortunately <laughs> is is i want your thoughts on um how far can we push analogies of mind and brain organization the mechanisms how far can we analogize them to music so like let's say we treated the mind as like an orchestra and these homunculi we thought of them as conductors or we thought of the mind as like a conductorless orchestra or like ensembles of musicians different kinds oh, yeah. of um, I, I, I want, i've used I want that analogy in some of my papers i've used the analogy of uh that uh, it's a symphony made up of an orchestra so i want you to push hard on that and <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll have to reconstruct that yeah. sure but it's it is it's a symphony of, of it's a symphony it's a symphony of homunculi i want to go there with you so <laughs> okay if you're up for it yeah yeah sure okay okay have a good uh, weekend it's great to see you there great to see you again adam talk to you soon. as always okay take care you stop the recording or uh, stop.